Sorry about that, getting them all emotional. How are we? Oh, man. Something's happened in this room. Used to be that way. I came in to said straight to Paul and Chloe. I was like, someone's moved you. Um, wow. Wow. Lou, that was such a beautiful word. And you know what? Everything that Lou just shared there is the true reality of what Jesus won for us at the cross. Anything less than 100% freedom is not good enough. He earned freedom for us at the cross. Like Janae and Joe sang out, freedom. There's freedom when the Spirit of the Lord wrecks someone's heart. And it's not just in moments like this. Listen, if you have given your heart to Jesus, you're free. And the rest of your life is just discovering how free you actually are. Me and my good friend Brian here, we're continually reminding each other, whether we have funky times or joyful times, we're free. Our identity is set free. Was that okay to say funky? I'm, yeah, I forgot. I'm down. So, yeah, I'm getting, I'm changing, man. I'm like, um, crumbs. I had, you know, when you're just like, I had something to share. I think it's morphing now through the worship with something else. So we're just going to go on a bit of a journey this evening. But I want to I do something, and then I'll kind of give you a bit of an update how, how we are, but it's definitely not about us and stuff like that this evening. But I want to first by saying, like, it is so good to be home. Like, as soon as I got off the train, it's often when I hit the A21. The A21's actually all right now. I know some of you are like, boo, baddie, it's not all right. But it's, but it's actually okay. You know, you come in, you're like, wow, there's new roads, and where's this new road taking me? When I got off the, off the train, I almost said plane, the train, Brian picked me up and I'm like, man, this town's beautiful. Do you know the potential in this beautiful seaside town is ridiculous? I didn't quite see it when I lived here because I grew up and I, I grew up taking the sea, the sea of all places for granted. The sea. Now I live next to a river. Uh, a sea. The sea. I just want to, I feel like, is anyone here that has either had chronic back pain or currently is in chronic back pain? If you're able, can you lift your hand up? One, two, three, four. If you're near one of these people, would you mind just placing your hand on them? Just as I was coming on the train down here this afternoon, I genuinely felt, I feel like God wants us to go after pain. And when I say go after it, we're to dispel it with the light and the love of Jesus. And particularly whether it's been chronic for years or it's some... Is there anyone here that back pain has suddenly come on today? Or migraines? Migraines. So let's just pray together. We can do this really calmly, you know. We live, like Joe said, we're the other side of the cross, which is absolutely ridiculous. This is amazing. So right now, just begin to speak life over these people and healing and wholeness. Healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. If you're one of these people with, with the back pain right now just just see how it's feeling what's going on maybe try moving just a little bit Jeez, 
sinless. Anything shifting? Healing in Jesus' name. This is part of the liberty that Lou was talking about. You know, Jesus died on the cross to absolutely save our souls for all eternity. But it doesn't stop there. He died to bring us wholeness and healing. So throughout the evening, just keep testing your body. See what's going on. So, it's so good to be here, guys. I Honestly, when Paul asked me, um, feels like a while ago now, uh, I, I was saying to someone, I think it was Veronica and Sai, as you guys came in earlier, like I had a split second. Paul said, would you consider, yes, please, I'd love to come home. Um, this is honestly a privilege, and I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm teetering on the edge of tears. Um, but you know me, big Greek, well, slimmer Greek now. Um, M hasn't been feeding me. It's been dreadful. Um, that's why I'm here. So we'll be taking an offering later. Just, just, it's not financial, though. It's just food. If you can just put food in the basket, tokens, anything like that would be great. Um, but I genuinely, it's such a joy to be, to be here, back with family. Um, M and the kids are doing great. M is uh, currently working for TLG, Transforming Lives for Good. And I know some of you here are involved in that as well. And she's teaching English and She's really finding her lane, if you like. She's finding that she's really making a difference. And I feel like the church now, and part of me is like, what do I know? I only know my little quiche, slice of the quiche of the church. We're Christians, so I'll use the word quiche. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking for the whole of Christendom, but I know the church is moving and it's changing. Now, the timeless, beautiful unchanging message of Jesus does not change but the way the church moves does change uh, like I'm, I'm here and not only have you changed kind of location if you like the way we're looking but the feel of the place change has changed there's new faces and and it's great to and I know I haven't met some of you but man this we're, we're changing we're evolving we're growing and and you know what the, the beauty of what Jesus has done is and he he has he has risen from death itself he has brought us these born again new natures we are utterly transformed this is what I want to talk on a little bit on Sunday actually we are 100% transformed spirit filled new identities and we're scattered all over the nations of the world to represent Jesus not to bring condemnation and judge the world but as one theologian says to love the world back into life that's, that's what I feel like I'm on the planet for. How about you? So I join you for this hunger season, if you like. But this isn't just a, a moment that we press pause. And I know it is. I know Paul and the team, you've created you guys as a family, this space, just to hit pause in your life to say, man, we can take 40 plus days and we're just going to hunger after God. But my prayer for you, for me, for us, would be actually this is the birth of something brand new. That this is the birth of actually my life, man. I just want to hunger after Jesus for the rest of my days. Um, whenever I, I do things like this, part of me is like, oh man, what on earth do you share? Man, in the kingdom, there's so many good things to talk about. I want to talk about one person this evening, and that's Jesus. And I know some of you will be like, well, duh, 
That's why we're here. It's all about him. I know that, but it really does need to be all about him. You know, the way that I encounter Holy Spirit is often when I look to the Son, the Spirit comes alive in my heart. So when Paul's encouraging us to receive the Spirit, I just look at the beautiful Son to think, Jesus, what did you do for us? And then you experience the warmth of the Spirit, and the Spirit pulls you towards the Father, and the Father says, welcome home, Son. And that's where we live. So tonight, I want to talk about Jesus being the bread of life, as briefly as I can, I guess, and then I'd love us to break bread. Um, Would it really be a pain if I stood down here? Would that be a pain? Check me out with my muscles and everything. Those lights are warm. Excuse me. I'm genuinely, can you feel him? Like genuinely, I know some of you, yeah? But can you feel his presence right now? I forgot to tell you about the kids. The kids are doing really well as well. I've realized that. I've gone off to say, like to talk about Jesus, but then Jesus is like, tell him about the kids really quickly. So Tom is like up here. And B is kind of here. She's, a, she's, she's proper northern now. Got a lovely, beautiful little northern accent. I know, full respect, northerners. Um, and Tom, not so much. Tom still sounds like he's from down south. He gets called the posh boy at school. And you kind of think, from Hastings, that's a beautiful compliment. <laughs> the posh boy. Yeah, Tom's like, they call me the posh I'm like, take it. Just take it. I never got called that. I was the irritant, get out hamburgers is usually what they said. But they're doing good, guys. And I, I value your prayers. I know, I know you're praying for us. I, I, we feel it. We feel family. So they send love. They honestly send much love. Sorry, it's just me because uh, of M working on Monday and the kids at school. But we're doing good. As Paul said, we're part of this church, Vine Life. Um, and we're trying to scatter ourselves all over Greater Manchester. We're, we're getting into the prisons. I'll share a little bit about that on on Sunday. So me and a small team, we're going into two of the uh, prisons in Greater Manchester where every time we go in, man, I've got this little beaten up uh, a Toyota Yaris. It hasn't even got a wind wiper on the back. That's how rock and roll we are. We're driving at the motorway and, and the, the other guys are like, Sam, what are you feeling? And I'm like, I have no idea. All I know is we're going to take the love of Jesus into this place. So do you know the best place you can be is in settings, wherever you go is Your life is preparation. So live prepared. Live in constant connection with Jesus. So when you have opportunities just to share the love of Jesus, it just overflows. It just comes out of you. You don't have to kind of, because you can't take iPads and stuff like that into prison. You literally just go. So we've got the opportunity to do that. um, And that's us. That's a a brief update. Bit, Bit all over the place, but that's an update. It's a privilege to be here. Tonight, I want to look at Jesus being the bread of life. When we're looking at hunger, I want us to think hungering after Jesus, hungering after him. And I know this is like Christianity 101, but that's really me. That's how I want it to be. It has to remain Christianity 101, hungering after Jesus for the rest of your days, for the rest of our days. But when we think of hunger, there's two ways we can think of it. I've just been kind of playing around with this word in my mind, hunger. One is this kind of anxious starvation, malnutrition, if you like. You look across most of the world, and the children aren't able to eat. The the majority of the world aren't wealthy like we are. 
So, so that, that's one form of hunger. And, and the church of Jesus Christ, it's our job to mobilize ourselves with the justice and mercy of Jesus and feed people, right? So there's one way of looking at hunger. The second way, and I love the art. Joe and Gina, you must be part of this. Uh, amazing. This style of hunger is what we're gathered here for these days. And that's, man, I've tasted something. And my soul is craving for more. There's a good hunger. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, when was it for you when you first tasted Jesus? For me, it was nearly two decades now. And I know some of you in this room, man, you walked with me. You talked with me as a new disciple. Richard Wilson, like, knocking edges off me. No, Sam, not quite that. This way, brother, this way. When I tasted the goodness and the mercy of Jesus... Man, this seed of hunger went on in my heart where I'm like, man, I want more of Jesus at any cost. I know what it's like to be an addict of something in the negative sense. I want to be a, a healthy addict of Jesus. I want to hunger after him for the rest of my days. Whether it's sickness, whether it's confusion. Listen, when we left here, the adventure of leaving home is quite exciting some of these years, some of these months, they've been really dark for us. Like we face some things where you're like, man, what on earth have we done? We've left all of our friends and we're starting again. So the one thread, the one thing you have to hang on, and we've had to hang on, sometimes it's just a glimmer of Jesus saying, just come to me, all who thirst. Come, all who are hungry, come. Without money, come by, come, come and receive. So that's the hunger I want to look at tonight. In John's Gospel, I think the words are going to come up on the screen behind me. Let, me. let me just read one phrase for the sake of time. Jesus said this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, in the Old Testament, bread represented such a, a powerful symbol of God's provision and his faithfulness for his people. If you know the story in Exodus 14, I think it is, Moses, the people are rescued from slavery. Like you said, this liberation, liberation from slavery. They find themselves in the desert and they're now hungry and they're grumbling. And they're saying to Moses, take us back to Egypt. Like we'd, we'd rather die there than here. And God has this dialogue with Moses and he says this, I will rain down bread from heaven. And that's manna. We know, we know manna. I looked up manna. Do you know, ma there's no definition really. Manna means, what is this? <laughs> so you can imagine, what is this? You know, I don't think it'd be like that. It'd be, what? There's, do you know what manna apparently was like? Was anyone there? So just in case someone goes, uh, I think you'll find... It was meant to be like wafers dripping with honey. Wow. How awesome is that? Unless you don't like honey. <laughs> wafers dripping with honey. Jesus, your name is like honey. That song we sing. Don't worry, Al, I'm not going to sing again. I remember doing that once here, nearly died. <laughs> your name, just your name is like honey on my lips. Just your name. You know, I had the, um, 
the privilege of being in a prison called Buckley, Buckley Hall Prison, visiting some guys in there. And I got standing with a guy that was in there for murder. And me and my friend James were sharing. And we, as you can tell, we're not professionals, man. We're just like, we just love Jesus. And we think Jesus loves you. And we want you to know Jesus. And we just had these words of knowledge. And there's these two inmates. At first, they were mocking some of us because we were worshipping and stuff like that. And then when they got words of knowledge, they were realizing, oh, wow, something real is happening. And one of them nudged his friend and went, in hell, man, what's going on? Because my friend Karim just pulled this word out and just nailed this guy. And later on, we got chatting to this guy. I said, hey, wh- why are you in? And he said, I'm in here for murder. And what do you say to that? Oh, gosh, how's, how's that going? No. There's no words, right? He was broken in every way. And he said, in two weeks after... I got the sentence, my mum killed herself. And me and my friend James, we just cried with him. And we talked to him about Jesus. And you could feel something like honey surrounding us. And I know it might sound insane to some of you, but there was this sweetness. There was this moment where just saying his name, just saying his name. So this manner went off piece a little bit. I'm coming back in. This manna was to be rained down from heaven. Every day they were to collect this manna, and there'd be enough every single day for them. And then in verse 34 in John's gospel, John 6, Jesus is telling them about, listen, it's not that manna that Moses talks about, but the manna from heaven is what God sends. And effectively, I'm paraphrasing, I am the new manna from heaven. And they say, well, give us some of this bread. Give us some of this bread. See, Jesus knew that the manner that they were referring to, or what they really wanted, was some sort of satisfaction. But there's a parallel with this. The manner from the old covenant, the manner that fell from heaven to feed God's people, the provision and the hope and the faithfulness every day that fell on them, was to satisfy them physically. But Jesus knew, and that's why he said, I am the bread of life. He is the new manner from heaven that was coming to satisfy the longings and the desires and the cravings of our souls. He is the manna from heaven. He says, I'm the manna. I'm the bread. I've come from heaven to give life to the world. I've come from heaven to give life to the world. You know, I've been watching things like 24 hours in police custody. Anyone seen that? I know, I know I'm strange, but we, like if we want to engage with culture, we need to know what's happening in culture. The knife crime that's happening in some of our cities, in Manchester, in Birmingham, in London, is horrific. There was a case where this, I think he was 13, he was stabbed to death. And just the account of his mother crying. I, I say all this, I know it's a bit stark, but when Jesus says, I am the life for the world. It's not just so we as, as warm Christians can sing some nice songs, fling wide these heavenly gates so the church is propelled into culture. So we carry the very manner of Jesus, the manner of heaven everywhere we go. If we settle for anything less, we're settling. So when Jesus says, I am the manner from heaven, I am the one that brings life to the world, 
We're touching on this on Sunday as well. Christ in you now is the hope for everyone around you. He's the hope for every situation you face. Every circumstance you find yourself in. Sometimes if you just whisper his name, that's enough. Demons will flee. I am the one who satisfies. If you come to me, you're not going to go hungry and you're not, definitely not going to go thirsty. Only Jesus can fully satisfy the hunger and the longing and the thirst within. So I just want to ask you, friend, like, where are you tonight? I don't mean that, well, I'm here. Like, where are you? What does life look like for you? What are you longing for? What are you broken over? What are you weeping about? He is our daily bread. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus teaches his friends how to pray. You know the famous Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Of course, there's provision, yeah? Man, if you lack, please, Jesus, help. Please feed the starving. Please clothe the homeless, shelter the homeless. Yeah, provision, absolutely. But do you know what trumps all of that? It's to know that God is with you. Up until fairly recently, I was genuinely unable to walk. I wasn't able to walk last week. I said to Paul and Brian, I, I pulled my back getting changed for baptisms. It's rock and roll right there. <laughs> Literally, putting my shorts on, twang, felt my back go. And my friend George, I literally just had to shove him under and then hope someone else picked him up, which I did. Otherwise, homicide. Uh. Where was I? Where was I? Back. Did I tell you I was 44? That's why my memory's going. Um, so my, my back was gone, it genuinely gone. And, and I had loads of prayer, loads and loads and loads of prayer. And I realized that sometimes we can treat Jesus like a vending machine. I rock up to this vending machine and I put my nice prayer into that vending machine and I've punched in my prayer and Jesus, I want what I've paid for. I want what I've asked for. And I know, listen, hopefully many of you know me well enough. I believe we're going to do great things in his name. I believe in healing. I believe that cancer needs to be driven out. I believe one day that we're going to see the dead raised. Like I'm going after that with you. But do you know what trumps all of it? Is to know that there's a presence with us in and through it all. He is our daily bread. He is our daily bread. Give us today you, Jesus. Give me right now in this moment you. Genuinely, I tried to get out of bed on Monday and I was in tears. My back completely spasmed. Tom and Em had either side of me. I had to shout, drop me, drop me. They dropped me on the bed and I was stuck there for about 20 minutes. And I was praying in tongues. I was shouting in tongues. I wasn't. People, were, people prayed for me. Nothing shifted. But you know what? My friend Andy texted me in the week and he said, what do you think God's doing in all this? And I was like, oh. I don't know, I was just watching Netflix. I, genuinely, I needed, I needed someone to help lift my eyes again. Lift me up again. I said, oh, uh, so I paused for a bit, so he didn't see the three dots. I just left it. I said, good call, bro. Like, what are you doing, Jesus? 
And just this whisper, I'm your daily bread. This is where this whole message has been formed from. And I knew, I just thought, God, I, I want something for my friends and family in Hastings. And I felt God just say, tell him I'm their daily bread. In your sickness, he's your daily bread. In your grief, he is your daily bread. In your joy, he is your daily bread. In your confusion, he's your daily bread. In your anxiety, in your pain, in your suffering, he's your daily bread. He's enough. When we can get to a place when we say, in and through it all, Jesus, you're enough for me. I think that's spiritual maturity, friends. Jesus extends a beautiful invitation, one that Joe brilliantly led us in earlier. Jesus says, come, all who are thirsty. If you want to thirst for more of Holy Spirit, we're going to pray in a few moments before we break bread just to be filled again with love. Because this power we talk about, this peace we talk about is just God's love enveloping our hearts again. So if you just want more, he says, come. Equally, in Matthew 11, Jesus says, if you're weary and burdened, he says, come. Come and find rest for your soul. Come and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. I love what the message translation says. is, come and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Alid led us in that beautiful prayer of grace. Come and learn. Come to Jesus and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Can I finish by reading you something? Some of you might have heard this before, but I want to read it to you. This is what it looks like. Actually, do you know what? I'm not going to read that. I'm going to read something else. Have you guys heard of Pete Gregg, who started 24-7 prayer? Some of you might have seen his latest tweets. Don't let them freak you out. I hope they inspired you as they did me. When I heard, I was at a gathering in the week, and someone just read these tweets out, and you could feel the whole room go, come on. Yes, this is what we're going after. So bear with me. It's quite short. Then I'm going to pray. Then we're going to break bread together. Is that okay? Paul, can I hand back to you when we break bread? Is that all right? Are we doing all right? Yeah? Listen to this. This is a guy that started the 24-7 movement of prayer. Can I be honest with you, he says? I'm actually not into prayer. What? I'm into Jesus. So we talk. I don't believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of God. So I ask for his help a lot. I'm not into evangelism. I actually hate evangelism. I'm into Jesus. So I talk to people about him. I'm not into social justice. I'm into Jesus. So I find myself picking, enemy, picking fights with his enemies. I'm not into worship, all those soft rock songs over and over again. I'm into Jesus. So when I see him, I smile. I bow. And yes, sometimes, okay, I admit it, I sing a little bit as well. I'm not into, ch I'm not into church. Have you seen the state of it? Pin drop moment. I'm into Jesus, so I love his people. They're a little bit weird, but so am I. The vision is Jesus, not Christianity, not rules and religion, not prayer, mission or justice, not church planting, miracles or mission, just 
Jesus. If you love Jesus, though, I guess you'll do that kind of stuff. You'll pray, you'll worship, you'll, you'll go to church, you'll preach a gospel, you'll plant churches. And doing the stuff, though, we can also easily forget the why. In all the clutter of Christianity, we can bury Christ. Some of us need to stop being Christians for a bit. We're just too good at it. It's all become habitual. Urgent voices need to call us to abandon the familiar comforts of Christianity and to strike out into the unknown and to rediscover Christ. Jesus was uninterested in starting a religion. He never thought of a name for it. He never thought of a name for his way of life. He never wrote a book. He barely stuck around long enough to secure succession. The way of Jesus is viral, not structural. Relational, not religious. Revolutionary, not predictable. So let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It's beautiful. Friends, it's such a privilege to be here. But I want to encourage you, I want to encourage me, I want to encourage us. Let us live a life where we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I want to pray right now. Would you stand with me? We're going to break bread in a moment. And I'd really love you to use this as an opportunity, as an invitation. And every time from this moment, as you're hearing my voice, if you like, I pray that you would hear the voice of the Father call you back to his precious Son, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And maybe every time you even eat bread at home, a slice of toast, you break bread in your families, you, you break bread as friendship groups, you, every time you eat something, maybe you can make it that point, every time you put a bit of bread in your mouth, you say, Jesus... You are my daily bread. So let's pray together. Why don't you just put your hand on your heart right now and just say, Jesus, you are my daily bread. There's an invitation for all. If you're thirsty, come again to the river and drink. If you want to be filled, come again and drink. If you want to know peace for your soul, and rest from your weariness and burdens. Come again to the river and drink. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you would send your brilliant son, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you're obedient to come. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have exploded Jesus in our hearts. I pray that the fire of Jesus would never go out in your heart. That he would burn in your heart, he would burn in your eyes, he would burn in your lives and he would burn in this community to the glory of God. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, when we break bread, I'd love you to lead this section actually, Paul, if that's all right. When, when you break bread, though, grab someone near you and just say, do you know what? Stand with me. This is what I'm going through right now. Share your joys together. Share your pains together. Share your everythings together. And just say together, Jesus, you are daily bread. Amen.
Brilliant. Thank you, Stan. Just, just what the Apostle Paul said, for, um, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim, pro- proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And uh, I think just what Sam said, I thought he he's served us excellently in um, just encouraging us. Uh, it is all about Jesus. We've got um, four tables in the corner of the auditorium um, uh, with bread and wine on. Uh, feel free to head there. Um, do this in community. Do this... Grab a few people with you or go find, if you want to break bread with someone, go find them. Um, and as San said, share the joys, share those, but, but make sure you pray for one another that, that Jesus becomes more real, that you savour him above everything else and that you love him with all of your heart. So we're just going to have um, probably next five minutes. The band might just play quietly in the background. Um, we won't sing anything right now, but just this opportunity to minister to our own souls and to minister to one another so like i say if you head to the four corners um that would be that'd be great